Welcome to Breakfast with Karen. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited about this morning's webinar. I want to hurry and get started because um, there's a lot that's going to be amazing. So since this is called Breakfast with Karen, I actually um, texted the gals that are participating today and said, we are all going to be preparing in the spirit and we are going to love the feast. That's why I'm so excited. I know that today's webinar will be powerful and meaningful for you in your life and that it will be worth your time being here. And this whole series, the all three webinars have been about just inspiration and revelation and how we can think better about that in our own personal lives and maybe get some ideas from each other and on how best to approach that in the spirit in the best way in our lives from where we're at right now. Today's webinar, Receiving Revelation at My House, and we have a special guest panel of three mothers that have come to share with us today, and Breakfast with Karen is sponsored by Mom Power Training. It's an eight-week webinar class format that is every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., just like this webinar, and then in between the Mom Power Trainings, we have our Breakfast with Karen series. Just this morning, I was thinking about the power of mom power. As I was working on my mom power calendar, which is a tool that we use in mom power, and I was marking off three of my squares this morning because I had prayed and written a letter to God and asked him how I could deal with some of the feelings I was having in a relationship that's challenging in my life. Because before I did that, I had written down all the lies I was hearing in my head about that relationship and about that person in that relationship. And then I was turning those lies around to what was really true. And that was so empowering to me then to go to God and ask him to help me to find in his word something he would have me hear, some counsel he would give me about how to navigate this relationship that I feel so vulnerable and kind of hurt and I just don't know what to do and so it was so cool to just know that I have the ability to do that and was able to find something very specific about how I can manage me which is where I have power is managing me in that relationship so in mom power that's something that we learn is the tools we can use to hear truths about ourselves and the things in our lives and how we can empower ourselves through principles and tools and taking action with our decisions, our agency, and our bodies and all of the gifts that Heavenly Father has given to us in the gospel of Jesus Christ to have a much more joyful and abundant life, which is the life Christ offered us. So I am hoping that you gals will be interested in signing up for this class, and I'm hoping that you'll each invite at least five friends, because that would be so great. In fact, from this announcement, if you register for this class, you can go to mompowertraining.com to get registered, and when you're registered, you um, get the link to come to Mom Power class and all the recordings and resources from each class. But if you sign up, if you're one of the first three to sign up with a friend, 
saying, I invited one, five friends to this. You will receive a 60 minute free hour coaching session with me. So I invite you to invite a friend. All right. So today, receiving revelation at my house. These women, Jen, BJ, and Kathy are really dear friends of mine that I trust a lot. They've taught me a lot and I love them. Oh, golly, I'm going to get all emotional about how much I like them. Anyway, I love them, and I'm so grateful for their examples in my life, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity that I've had to meet them and to have them as an influence in my life. And not just in my life, they've been able to influence so many women who take advantage of the resources that I offer because they have hearts full of service towards a cause of helping other women who were in places that maybe they have been in in their lives and how isolated they felt and then applying the principles here that we teach in our mom power class applying those principles to their own life and and also having the support of other women and that they have decided, you know what, I just really would love to be part of this cause, helping other sisters find peace, like I've found peace. And it's not that their lives are perfect, just like mine isn't and yours isn't, but they've just figured out how to be more peaceful and have a perspective of peace in a storm. And so I'm excited for you to hear from them. And just to let you know the format of today, we are going to have each one of them introduce themselves. So I'm going to show you their pictures. This is Jen and her family. She'll go first. And she's from Utah. And this is Kathy and her family. Kathy's from Florida. And this is BJ. BJ's also from Utah. And this is her beautiful family. So they all have such great looking families. They all have such amazing, miraculous messages and miracles happening at their house, just like we do. One of the strengths of our Mom Power class is that when you allow me to see you, I can see me better. We're going to start with Jen, and then Kathy will go, and then BJ will go. I've asked each one of them to just share with you to consider in their own lives when they have received revelation at their house, how they've seen God's hand in their lives, in their journey as a woman, as a mother, as a disciple of Christ. One thing I want you to know is I have so many friends that I love and adore that have helped me so much. And I want to express my appreciation to these sisters who were so willing to come today and, and were available. And so in no way do I want you to get the message that the reason I invited these women is because they're perfect. I invited them because they're real. And I know we have a lot to learn from them. Jen, I'm going to turn the time over to you. Okay. Yeah, my name is Jen Wetton, and I, I don't live that far from Karen. We just live over the mountain from each other. I have a beautiful family. I have six children, ranging from 23 10 to 9. And I think she's 9. Did she turn 10? I think she's 9. <laughs> See, that's like Karen, like I am real. Like I don't remember the really important things like their age. But um, I've got one married. And hopefully at some point we'll have some awesome grandkids, but not yet. I'm a mentor and that's because of Karen Broadhead. <laughs> because she's so encouraging. Uh, but today's topic is really uh, something that I'm really excited that she asked me about. 
And the funny thing is that she asked me to do this. And that very morning, just before she asked, I had this moment of pers personal revelation. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to share that moment, but it was really cool. And then she asked me like, okay, <laughs> what's up with that? I want to just read this quote from General Conference from Elder Gerard from the talk, Now is the Time. And he said, if we are to have any hope of sifting through the myriad of voices and philosophies of men that attack truth, we must learn to receive revelation. We must learn to rely on the spirit of truth, which the world cannot receive, but it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. Part of that's from John 14, 17. I did not realize, I, personal revelation is one of those words that is like big to me. It sounded big. And I've been receiving revelation my whole life, but I did not see it. I did not see it as personal revelation. And it wasn't until I just used the term, how does God speak to me, that I thought, that's the same thing. <laughs> Why am I making it so hard? And our Heavenly Father, as, as the thing I've learned is that He doesn't just want us to come to Him in our times of crisis. Times of crisis get us to our knees. They, are, they help us to um, recognize because we're in such great pain and we need Him so much that that's when we can start to recognize, okay, that was an answer because I got that right away. I was in crisis. And he, I've had those crises. I've had those moments when, when things weren't going right in my home. And I, I did feel that much pain that I had to get down and say, Heavenly Father, help me, please, right now. Is everything going to turn out okay? And in those moments, he always has answered me. And it says in Matthew 7, 7 and 8, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. That is such a cool promise because that's saying everyone that asketh. So I, I say that there's three steps to receiving, to finding out how God speaks to us and, and hearing him. The first one is to be aware. We have to first even be aware that we have um, a need or a question or even what revelation is. Be aware of, of God. Um, the second one is to ask. To ask. <laughs> we have to. And I say to ask specifically. I've had a lot of times where I've gotten down on my knees and I've said just like this big, vague thing, Heavenly Father, help, whatever. And it doesn't seem, and with, if I don't ask specifically, I don't, I, I, I'm sure I get some sort of an answer, but I don't recognize it unless I ask for specific help. Heavenly Father, my child is struggling. I don't know where to go with this. Please. Give me, a, a, give me some sort of a, maybe an article, a scripture, whatever it is. Ask specifically to whatever you get inspiration the most. 
And if that is through your scriptures, if that's through song, if that's ask specifically, this is where I'm trying to find it. Please help me. He will do it. <laughs> and and that's, that was probably the biggest thing. But then we also have to be ready to receive it. And I, there's, um, as I was thinking of the times of what personal revelation is or how does God speak to me, these are some of the things that I came up with, and I'm sure you can come up with your own. But one of them is creativity. And sometimes we think of creativity as being like writing music or, or painting or different things, but it could just be creativity to solve a problem. Creativity to, I don't know, like just good ideas coming into your mind, which is also another word for it is inspiration, to receive that inspiration. So another um, way is a tender mercy. But there again, we have to be aware. Did I, and that's where that, uh, um, the awareness like, oh, that just happened. I was told not, or to go get that gas right then, <laughs> right? How many times have you seen these little, these little tiny, um, these inspirations where it said, leave the house now, go get, get the gas, go get the gas. Don't forget, yesterday, I got an inspiration to put my daughter's backpack, her soccer bag, into my car before all this crazy stuff happened. Guess what I forgot? To put it in the car. It made my whole rest of the day terrible because I forgot the soccer bag. That was just a small thing. But it, if I would have listened to it, my day would have been completely different. Um, and then just thoughts or little pieces of help that come along the way. But there's something that has come to me, and Karen, this is sort of off the thing, and I only have a, a few minutes left, but this is what came to me that I really feel like I need to share with you guys. And that is that part of that revelation that I received from my own family and my own home is that Heavenly Father wants me to have joy. And one of the things that was stopping my joy was that I felt as if my pain and my feelings of sacrifice, because my children were not doing the things, not choosing the right things that I felt they should be on this path at this time, and they were causing me pain, the more pain I felt, I felt as if my I was going to be sacrificing, and it was closer to heaven because of that pain, right? that I was saving my children because I was in so much pain. And that's not true. The greatest gift we can give our children is to show them that they can be joyous and they can be happy and that we are not an extension of their pain. And this song came to my mind this morning. It's one of my, I love this song. It's Michael McLean. And I would sing it for you, but because this is recorded, I do not want this to be on there forever. So um, it says, God, which part is mine and which part is yours? Please tell me one more time because I'm never quite sure. I won't cross that line like I've done before if you'll just define which part is mine and which part is yours. Our Savior always takes the greater burden. He already did. 
we are not to be burdened by the things that other people around us do. And if you go to him and say, Heavenly Father, which part is mine? And which part is yours? He will tell you. My part is not to sit there and cry. And yes, I'm going to cry because my kids do something that I is totally out of line. I'm going to cry and I'm going to have pain, but it's, I can choose how long I stay in it. And I can choose to ask Heavenly Father to take that part that is not mine. And that's what I wanted to share with you, with, with you today is um, ask him, ask him for every single thing that you need, that you want. And it says it right there that everyone that asketh receiveth. I'm just like, sorry, I'm a little bit emotional because I like, I'll tell you what, I found out some stuff that my daughter had been involved in, my 15 year old. This happened Sunday. And I waited until Monday morning to calm down and talk to her because that was my, my personal revelation that I need to, and I really didn't know what her involvement was. I really didn't know. I just knew that there was some stuff going on. It was pretty heavy. I, and, and I just, and, and you know, you get that crazy stuff going on inside your brain. Like, did this happen? Did this happen? Did this happen? So I just calmed it down. I just prayed and I waited. And so just before, um, when I woke her up to go to school, I went down calmly and I said, I just said, sweetheart, this is what I've heard. Um, can you tell me were you a part of this? And she said, yes. Okay. Were you part of this? And then she told me yes and revealed to me some more stuff that I didn't know. And anyway, that revelation to not go to her immediately, but to wait until I was calm, she opened up. She told me these things. If I, would have con if I would have gone right immediately when I had the emotion inside of me of fear, because fear is not of God, that is not of him. If I would have gone with that fear, she would have closed up. She would have not told me anything because I would have been, I would have had a raised voice. I would have had a, that's me. That's what I would have done. And, I, and it would have just closed her up. But instead, I was calm, and she was calm, and she told me. And I found out, too, that, yes, she was involved. But this was not something she's seeking, and she's not going to do this again. And, and it, so it just, and this, um, I'm not going to reveal what it was because it's, that's private to her. But that's the kind of thing that Heavenly Father can do for us. And he can tell me, Jennifer, she's going to be okay. It's okay. You found out, you know what's going on, it's going to be okay. And I just, I, I don't know if this is an appropriate time to, to close this in, in our Savior's name, but I do want to bear testimony that he will answer you, but you have to let go and you have to allow it. And I say this in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I'm assuming you want me just to go, Karen. I want to share a screen with you real quick. Because Karen shared a, a picture with you of my family. Okay, can you see this picture? So when Karen um, texted me and asked if I would participate in this 
this session and talk about personal revelation. I thought how interesting it is that over, over the years, I have really started to recognize that I didn't really know what personal revelation was much when I was younger. And so I, I wanted to share this picture with you because this picture was taken of my husband and I and our kids. We have five kids. I'll introduce myself now because I kind of forgot. So um, I've been married for 26 years. We have five children, three daughters and two sons. And they're a lot older than this photo, of course. My oldest daughter, she got married in November. She's 24 years old. And um, my oldest son is 22. My next son is 20. And then my daughter younger than him is 19. And then I have a 14-year-old. So the baby in the picture is 14. But this picture represents, this happened to be my son's birthday, and he loved The Incredibles. And so we were having an incredible birthday party for him. And this picture represents to me that at that time, I actually thought it was incredible. I thought that I knew what I was doing as a mom. I, I knew how to take care of my kids and make sure that we were on the right course back to God. And, and I had hopes, great hopes that we would have an eternal family one day. And um, then fast forward a few years after that. And um, I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm not really that incredible mom or incredible parent. I'm actually just a person that doesn't really know what she's doing in the role of parenting. So Jen, she shared with you a, 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 um, a quote. And actually, she said that it was given by, I can't remember the gentleman's name, and it was given by him. But the quote was actually President Nelson's quote. Not to, not to, you probably knew that. Maybe you knew that. But um, so President Nelson said, if we are to have any hope of sifting through the myriad of voices and the philosophies of men that attack truth, we must learn to receive revelation. So I know it did come in that talk. So I'm not saying Jen wasn't right. It was in there, but that was actually he was quoting uh, President Nelson in his talk when he said that. And I've thought a lot about that that comment that he made and how important it is for me to have my own personal revelation so that then whatever actions I'm taking will influence my family members in the way that God wants them to. Um, I have learned so much in going to Karen's classes in Mothers Who Know and also Power, Power Moms that has helped me to notice and be more aware of when I am receiving revelation. My angle in, in my um, message today is similar to Jen's and actually she mentioned many of the same things that I do and so um, at first I was thinking oh my goodness this might be a rerun but I actually think that um, you can even talk about topics different people talk about the same topics and you can get something different from them so I want to share with you um, one of the things that I think is really important that I discovered in my life is that I didn't really know what revelation was but I started to recognize what it was when I thought back on that time where I had my first experience that I knew God was aware of me. My first experience was I was, I was 10 years old. I was raised in a family with lots of kids. I have 11 um, siblings and a mom and a dad. And my mom was active in the church all of her life. And she took us to church every week. My dad was not active in church and was quite often talking against the church until way later in his life. He did finally um, go back to church. 
But during my young life, I felt very alone because of um, these feelings of disconnecting the family. And when I was in fourth grade, I found a friend and she was like the best friend ever. Her name was Mickey. And we used to do all kinds of things together. And, and so at the end of our fourth grade year, she came and she told me she was moving away. And I was devastated because I thought the one person who I felt connected with was leaving me. And I remember that experience like it was yesterday. And I went home and I went up upstairs to my, by my room where we had our bathroom up there. And I went in and I kneeled down next to the toilet, no less. And I asked Heavenly Father why, why she was moving away. And I, I told him it isn't fair because I'm so alone. And it was in that moment when I felt him and I knew he was there. So when I think about that experience, it makes me recognize that I can always know if I'm receiving revelation because I'm going to feel that power, that same kind of power. So I would just suggest that if you are a person who doesn't know that you actually receive revelation, that you might look at the times in your life where you did know that God was there and that he was watching over you. And that will help you to be able to determine when the voices you're hearing in your head and the thoughts that you're having in your heart, if they really are from God rather than just you or other voices um, from the adversary trying to tell you one thing or another. I, I don't know, if many of you um, may not even know what a party line is. And so can you raise your hand if you know what a party line is when we used to have party lines on the telephone? Okay, so like kids today, they have no clue what a party line is. You have a party line. And when I was young, we had a party line and it was this old lady and she was always on the phone. And the rule in the house was you can't use a phone if she's on it. You can't tell her to get off. You just have to wait. Okay. Just have to wait. It made my life really rough because I never could call and say, when's the ball game? I couldn't do anything. And, and I was thinking about that, the party line and how, how grateful we are today. We don't have to wait to make a phone call because somebody else is using our line. But then I thought, you know what we do all the time is we, we don't recognize sometimes that the line that's being used for God to communicate with us is the same line that Satan uses to communicate with us. So there's competing communications. You have Satan trying to tell you in your mind and your heart, you're bad, you're worthless, you're not any good. And you have Heavenly Father who is trying to tell you, you're a, you're a valiant daughter of God, you're strong, you can do anything. And too often we allow Satan to take control and stay on the line. And we're not telling him to get off. And so I was thinking about how for a long time in my life, even when I was raising my little tiny kids, I thought, I got this, you know, I'm, I'm pretty amazing. I can do this on my own. I'm tough. And it wasn't until um, that picture I showed you earlier. So my kids were all young. Only two of them had been baptized at that point. So Satan didn't have any power over the rest of them. It isn't until the kids get older where um, Satan can then tempt and try them that we start to feel the struggle in our families and realize that it isn't us that's going to guide our kids. It's really God. So I was thinking about what I have done over the last several years to try to make sure that the party line is gone, that he's gone and he's not the communicator and that I have the Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost and Heavenly Father talking to me. 
Okay, so the very first thing that I um, use in my life to make sure that the, the communication that is going into my head and into my heart is from God is I make sure that I am in the spirit. And I am like every other mother out there. I get up in the morning and I can either get out on the right side of the bed or the wrong side of the bed. And sometimes I get out on the right side, but then my kids get out on the wrong. And then my mood can change and shift. And then I have to try again to try to get myself back to where I can hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me. One of the things that I do that is really, really precious to me is I use music in helping me to make sure that I'm listening to the right voices. And um, I went through some of my music and I chose five songs. And when I'm done, I'll put them in the chat. And um, they're, they're videos that I listen to not on a daily basis always, but quite often. If I feel powerless, I know what song to go to and listen to so that I can feel powerful. And if I feel like I'm disconnected from the Lord, I know what song to go to to help me to feel closer to him. So that is just one thing that I do to make sure that I am opening up that line of communication for the right person, rather than falling into fear like Jen talked about. Because once you fall into fear, then you can't hear him because you're focused so much on your fear and what you're scared of happening. The second thing is, um, Jen mentioned, was to ask. Ask Heavenly Father. We need to pray every day and every night and even sometimes in our cars. When we're on our way to go get our kids because they forgot something or they're just being kind of a pill, you need to pray and you need to ask Heavenly Father to make sure that your actions, whatever you do or whatever you say to the loved one that you're about to encounter is going to be righteous, that it's not you just acting out of emotion. When, when I started going to Mothers Who Know, and I, le I learned all about writing letters to God, it really changed my life. And I started going, I think I started about two years ago. don't remember the exact date anymore, but but I started going a while ago, and I remember going there for the first time and recognizing that it was really the hand of God in my life that brought me to where I was. And one of the reasons why I knew that is because I could look around at all the little squares, and I could see these happy, smiling faces. And there are some faces that I actually firmly believe that I knew them in the pre-existent world, and they have touched my life over the last two years. So. As I went to Mothers Who Know and we talked about um, making sure that we write our letters to God and we're helping ourselves, we actually are helping ourselves to know what we really want when we're talking to Heavenly Father. And we're also making sure that he's aware that that is really something truly important to us. So I started writing letters to God and, and I would recommend writing letters to God or writing if you feel weird about writing it to God, because some people do in the beginning, then just write a, a journal. Um, but I actually, I love writing the letter to God now because I feel like um, we're friends, not that he's just above me, but we're friends and he loves me deeply. Through my letters to God, I'm able to recognize what I'm really looking for, how I, what I'm trying to do for my children, and what I'm trying to do for myself. And getting back to God. I have an example of um, one of the ways that writing letters, writing letters to God and also praying help, has helped me. 
and where I saw the hand of God, hand of God in my life. And that was last year. Um, my oldest daughter, I told you she was 24 and she was, um, she had just gotten her assignment for her student teaching. And as Karen mentioned, I live in Florida and my daughter, she lives in, she was in Idaho, BYU, Idaho, but um, she needed to get a place to live in Taylorsville, Utah. And I live in Florida. So I'm trying to help her. She's trying to help herself and we can't seem to find anywhere where she can live for that time. I went over to Utah for a couple of days because of something that happened in my family. A lot of my family lives there, but I got over there and I was thinking, I don't know what to do. How am I going to help my daughter? And I'll never forget, I was sitting in a parking lot at the Institute building. My daughter and my husband had gone in to talk to the bishop there to see if they could find a place for her to live. And I had this impression in my mind that I needed to call Karen Broadhead. And I'm not talking about the Karen Broadhead that's on this, this um, class today. I actually have a friend from my youth. She was, Karen Broadhead was my um, laurels advisor. And, and I get this thought in my head, contact Karen Broadhead. She lives in Taylorsville. So I text her and I said, hey, you know, any chance, you know, anybody who's renting an apartment, my daughter has nowhere to live and she needs somewhere to live in the next three weeks. She texted me back within seconds and she said, I'm the Relief Society president in my ward. And there's a woman in my ward who needs someone to live in her basement. And it's going to be ready in, in four weeks. So it was a little bit too long. But I got the phone number and the address and I went, we went over there and talked to this lady. And you know, that was the perfect place. The perfect place for my daughter to live while she was student teaching. The perfect place because it led her to find her eternal companion in the ward within that boundary line. And now she's married for time and all eternity to a young man who is a great asset to our family and loves her dearly. So the second thing that I had written down that was, in, or the third thing, sorry, that I'd written down that, that is important to me is that you have to prepare yourself to hear the answers. So we go ahead and we pray, we read our scriptures and we um, write our letter to God. But then are we really prepared to hear what the answer is for us? Not too long ago, well, it was probably about three years ago, I, one of my children was really struggling with depression and was actually considering taking his life. And that was really a hard challenge for me. I did not know how to help him at all. And one day during my scripture study time, I had read the Book of Mormon and then I turned to the Enzyme and there was an article in the, en in the Enzyme that talked about suicide. And um, I read this article and I, I finished reading it, and then I was getting ready for church. It happened to be Sunday. And um, my boy spent most of his time in his room at that point. And I felt this really strong impression that I needed to go into my boy's room and talk to him and encourage him to, to tell the family about his struggles and his disappointments and why he's so sad. Because he's in isolation. And Satan wants to keep him there. And I needed to help him to get out of it. So I went and knocked on the door. And initially, he didn't want me to come in. But he finally let me in. And so I went in. And he said, um, what do you want? I said, I need to help you. And the only way we can do it is we need to get our family together. We need to bring everyone together so that they can help you. They love you. They want you to be happy. And he said he would. 
So that was a small step I took for him to then take a step out of the darkness. And that got him out of his room and out into the world. And he's now attending college. He still has struggles, but it's not the same. So I just testify that as we um, read the scriptures and as we look to the word of the prophets, that's going to lead us to what we need to do for our kids. The very um, last thing I wanted to mention was that um, we always have to follow through with our promptings. If we don't, then it's really a big mistake. You can never know what a tiny little prompting can do. My final thing that I want to share with you is that um, just this past week, or actually a couple weeks ago, I texted Karen because I was a distraught mother, a little bit in despair. And basically, I, I told her how much I loved her and how much she's done for me a lot in my life because she has really inspired me. But in the end, I said, I, don't, I still don't know what to do for my boy. And she texted me back in a really short text message with a little link for something. And I went ahead and watched the thing she sent. And it was a it was the catalyst to a complete change in my mind and, and my focus. And, and I was able to get past what I was feeling at that moment. And then um, last weekend on Friday, Karen had a little meeting with BJ and Jen and I. And um, we, were, we were just going to talk about what we were going to do today and what she expected of us. And, and so the meeting was over. And BJ left and, and Connie left and... And I just wanted to ask Karen a little question, but I didn't know how to tell Jen to go home. <laughs> that sounds so terrible. But mostly it's like that moment, you know, Satan tells you, be fearful because everyone's going to judge you. Satan will do that. So when I realized Jen wasn't leaving, I thought, take courage. You know, Jen is your friend. Oh my goodness, Jen, she loves me. I've, I've met her in real life, you know not just online. And I, so I decided just to view what I was feeling, which I did. And do you know what Jen did? She said, Kathy, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I want to just suggest something. I had told her I was struggling because there was a, there was this experience with somebody in my ward and I didn't really know how to handle it. And she said, I want you to go proactive be proactive. Do not do this reactive. You need to text this person. You need to tell her how you feel, what you're thinking. And do you know that was just amazing? I never even thought of that. I was thinking, I'm hiding out. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to hide out. So my, my reasoning for telling you that story was because I realized that my tiny text message to Karen and that tiny little thing where Jen didn't leave it changed everything. Heavenly Father places people in our lives that then they will be the one revealing to us what God wants us to know. I don't think Jen is the most amazing person in the world that just knows everything. I know she's the person that listens to God. She's listening to Spirit. And then if she listens to the Spirit and she testifies of things that are true, then I can hear it. So we receive revelation through our friends, those who love us, because God wants to give it to us. I just want to give one last quote. Sorry, BJ. <laughs> okay, my, my final quote. This is from Jeffrey R. Holland. He says, cherish your spiritual burdens 
because God will converse with you through them and will use you to do his work if you carry them well. I just want to testify that I know that Heavenly Father has his hand in our lives. And every tiny little thing he does is going to make it so that we will have a happy eternity. We just have to allow him to do it and trust in it. And I want to say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, thank you, ladies. Thank you, my friend Kathy and Jen and all of you other moms. I have been, um, I've been thinking about you and I've been um, praying that just the, the thoughts that surface in my mind will be ones that will be beneficial to you. And I just, I know I don't know all the details about your life, but I know that um, Heavenly Father does. And, and so I just hope that some things I share will be helpful. Just a teeny bit about um, me and my family. I, I come from a family of um, six kids. My dad was a, a teacher and he didn't make very much money. And I'm just so impressed with how creative they were about uh, having meaningful experiences and activities to help us to be together. And um, my husband and I have uh, five children and two of them are in college and then we have, and then down to 11 years old. And I was just, I, I love working in the yard and pulling weeds and walking and being outside and stuff like that. But I, I wanted to just let you know that um, I'm probably like you and have um, some experiences where I know a little bit with my growing up family and my family that I have now that I know about um, people that you love that turn away from the gospel. I know about um, I know about broken relationships. I know about substance abuse and the hurt that that can cause. I know about um, same-sex attraction and that struggle that can be for people. And I know about um, the trap of sexual addictions and how that can be challenging. And um, as one of my sons was struggling with um, pornography when he was about the um, 10 years old and when he was about 15 we were looking around for some additional help and and as as we were doing that my son was in a sons of healing program and and i was reaching out to karen who was doing a class on called eternal warriors and in that class you learn a lot of the um, same tools that the, the boys learn in their program and one of the tools was to pray and write every day and so that hadn't been a, a practice of mine to combine those two or to, to write or anything. But as I wrote, I wanted to just share a couple of the, some of the things that kind of came to the surface. Um, as I wrote, I decided to um, ask questions of Heavenly Father, tell him the things that, that I was worried about and, and thinking about. And, and then if a thought came to my mind that I thought, I think that was Heavenly Father. I think that was him helping me with an answer. I just put a heart by that thought and just called it a heart note. And I just wanted to share a few of those because those, those things have um, just been such a blessing to me. And a lot of times they're, they're not things that you would commonly hear, but they're kind of unique battle plans for my own family. And so I just wanted to share a few of those to give you an idea. Um, 
one of the things um, is one of the thoughts that I had that I felt like was Heavenly Father and from the Spirit was to stop talking. That seems like a weird, <laughs> that seems like a weird inspiration. But I realized that all of my talking and reminding and, and desire to help was actually pushing people away. I would have never thought of that on my own. I would have thought, talk more, talk more until they figure it out. Um, but it didn't come in a mean way or a belittling way, just in a way that it's important to stop talking. And I appreciate that. Another one was to be bold. Just I remember writing a letter one time to my son just saying, if you proceed with your current decisions that you're making, that you will find yourself so far from the future that you hope. And just in many other things in that letter that just were bold beyond what I usually am. Um, another heart note was um, put sticky notes on my son's headboard, just reminding him. I knew that he was being bombarded with lies about you're pathetic, you need to give up, you're weird, you're, there's something wrong with you. And I felt like, here's my chance. He doesn't want to hear my voice very much, but he definitely kept those sticky notes on his headboard for years. And um, I think maybe another mom had mentioned that in a class, but that came to my mind when I was um, praying and writing. And another thought was to talk about something other than struggles with pornography or addiction. Talk about other parts of his life. I was so grateful for that, um, that heart note. Just one other on that topic, and then I want to um, move over so I can be careful with your time. One thing I noticed is when my son was not very warm to my um, conversations or just we didn't, we didn't talk a lot over the phone or whether, not because I didn't want to, because he just, he didn't want to. And so I had to be respectful of that. You can't make people <laughs> want to talk with you. Um, but I knew he had such a tender spot for his younger brother. And so Heavenly Father helped me to think of, use Matt, use the younger brother and help him to text and send pictures and of uh, family things. And that was such a softening place for my son to receive texts from a younger brother while he was away at school. So the second thing I wanted to talk about is that um, one great way to um, clear the path for truth and personal revelation is to, is to clear the lies out. If you clear the lies out, you can hear the truth better. And so when I thought of lies and things like that, I think, oh, I know Satan lies to people. He, he, those guys that are in jail or those people that are doing those terrible things, yeah, he's lying to them, right? Um, but I didn't realize, oh, no. I, I loved what Kathy said about the party line, that that same path of communication, your thoughts. Um, but, but I didn't realize how much I was being lied to. Um, and as I started writing things down, and praying about things, I realized this, and through that, that class made, made me so aware that, um, that I was being lied to. And so um, I wanted to just share something that's been a great help to me, um, and that is, that is conference talks. Um, I decided during this um, process in parenting that one way I wanted to daily have God's words in my life or to listen to the conference talks. And so I just tried to make it a part of my daily. Um, when I clean the kitchen, my kids are off to school. 
that's, it takes me about 20 minutes to clean the kitchen. So I can listen to any conference talk, keep my little notebook right there. But so many of those messages from conference have just replayed in my mind over and over. And they have come to my mind to share with the others over and over. Let me just share a couple of them with you. What the first one has to do with those lies that come to your mind. One of the lies that was coming to my mind was, you're doing a pathetic job as a mother. If you would have done something different or better or didn't do some things, your kids wouldn't be having these struggles. And um, I love this talk by Elder Cornish. It's called, Am I Good Enough and Will I Make It? And in that talk, he says that the Heavenly Father will love and correct, but he will never discourage. And then he said right after that, that's Satan's trick. I love that he said that because that has been such a great filter for, for truth and lies. And just when I think about something, you're doing a pathetic job. Is that discouraging? Yes. Then that's the wrong, that's the wrong coach. That's the coach of the wrong team, the losing team. Um, we, t- we talk about that in our family. That's the wrong coach all the time. That's the losing team's coach. And it's been so awesome to have that, just to be able to be way more aware of that. Okay, I know we've just got about two minutes here, Karen. So I just want to um, share just one or two more things from conference talks that I have loved. Um, another thought of mine that just constantly swirled around was that I'm trying to do all these things. I've been trying to do the right things. I've been trying to go to church, serve in my calling, go into the temple, have family nights, even at the cost of kids missing being out on certain teams. And I've been trying to do all these things. So why, why are my kids not, you know, having coming around? I've been prayerful. I've been praying about for miracles that happened to other people. Why isn't that happening to me? And one conference talk where um, Elder Uchtdorf shared just a little message, and he said that your faith cannot violate another person's agency. And so it just reminded me that, that I don't override by my prayerful trying to do it. I don't override it. It's so important that other people have their agency and their journey, and that and that I can be a support in that, and that he can help provide people and miracles, and he can also let me yoke with him to be able to help to carry that. One thing that I felt was very important just in closing is that that I would often say how the gospel would bring happiness. The gospel brings happiness, but then as my kids would watch me, I felt like a lot of times they were watching uh, discouragement, I'm upset, I'm irritated, I'm always unhappy because things were going perfect, you know, and kids were doing things that were hurtful and wrong, and just the, the sweet message from the Spirit that you can go ahead and be happy in your life. Show them how the gospel does bring happiness and how the Savior can help to lighten things, even in the middle of things that are ugly and messy. And I was grateful for that um, reminder from him. I just wanted to, to close by saying um, just that um, there's no part of me that feels like that is not just so grateful for being able to have a few experiences in deep water or things that are challenging or people that are doing things that are hurtful to themselves or their future. There's no part of me that um, 
that would wish away the the blessings that have come and the enlargement that's come to me and the the extra compassion that I feel the wanting so much to not be judgmental and um, see differently than I ever saw before. I'm just so grateful for um, these experiences and I'm so grateful for this sweet opportunity that we have to have access to Heavenly Father's thoughts and help. So cool that we have the, the Spirit as a something that can be a help to us. A lot of times now I think, is that my thoughts? Is that Heavenly Father's thoughts? Is, well, what is that? Is that the Spirit? And I don't know all the time what's right. And sometimes I just have to say, Heavenly Father, I'm not sure what, what your answer is to this. I've been seeking for your help in, but I'm just going to go ahead and, and make my best guess and use the things that I know and move forward and then just please help me if it's the wrong way. Will you just put up a little roadblock and help me to see that? And But I know he does help and I am so grateful for those things that just the opportunity to learn so many things just by being alive. Life is good. And um, thanks so much for taking some time this morning to listen. I hope some of those things were beneficial to you. And I just am so grateful for the things that all of you have shared and Kathy and Jen for the things that you shared and being courageous. And it's not easy to share things with other people or to get up and, but I, um, I'm grateful for that. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, so wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much, Kathy. Appreciate you, BJ. Thanks so much for your preparation in our behalf for the spirit that you brought here for us and for the things that we learned. I took a lot of notes personally, and I was fed. Thank you so much. Something that I would love is to open it up to you gals that are here. If there's something that you're feeling to share about receiving revelation at my house, at our house, at your house, that you feel like I have a, such a strong testimony of this thing. Or if you have further questions for Jen or Kathy or BJ about something they said or something they shared, feel free to ask them. I already talked, but can I just share something? Because BJ, I love that she shared um, conference talks that she loves. And so I have a great um, conference, or not conference talk, but a talk that President Uchtdorf gave that I think could inspire anyone. And I know that he gave this talk actually to the to young adults of the church, but I'm not quite young adult anymore, but it really touched my heart. And it's called Your Adventure Through Mortality. It's actually in the enzyme, this, in March enzyme. And like I say, it's called Your Adventure Through Mortality. And it's very touching and um, it really can help a lot when we're thinking about what choices we have to make. And he mentions similar what BJ said, sometimes you just have to make the choice and do something. And then later on you find out how the dots connect. It's a very touching talk. Agree. Okay, Debbie, thank you. Well, I too loved the tools that were shared. Kathy sharing about the power of music and BJ sharing about the power of conference talks and Jen shared some scriptures that had been powerful to her. And, and I just wanted to share another tool, specifically not, I mean, scriptures in general are wonderful, but um, President Nelson his last conference talk to the women of the church, 
shared that if we would accept his invitation and read the Book of Mormon, he promised us inspiration and revelation. And um, so I think the Book of Mormon in specifically is, is very powerful. And when he promised inspiration and revelation, I wondered if there was a difference between inspiration and revelation or if they were the same, same thing. Um, and so I, I did some research and, and um, Elder Scott talks a little bit about it. Um, Elder Bednar talks a little bit about it, but just basically inspiration is um, if we use the Book of Mormon, it's sort of like when Nephi is, is going back to Jerusalem to get the plates, and he says that he didn't know beforehand what he should do, but he, he just shows up and, and uh, is faithful that something, something is going to happen. So that's, that's inspiration, and, and Elder Bednar says that's really how we mostly receive revelation is just those little little whisperings little and an inkling jen talked about putting the soccer bag in the car you know just some little a little thought um but then looking again to the book of mormon um a little bit later on we have nephi um who receives revelation to kill laban um, he inspiration is how we practice to receive revelation that was something that uh, nephi would have never thought of on his own but he had practiced enough that when that revelation came that it was it was clear and there's elder elder scott said there's usually a time sensitivity with revelation it has to happen right then so anyway, that really, that really has helped us. I didn't know when um, President Nelson issued that challenge that our lives were, were about to change and that we would really need to seek for inspiration and revelation. But uh, long story short, my husband has switched jobs to a job that he, he really loves, but... Um, it's great that he loves it, but there are some downsides too, like um, pay and like relocation to a very expensive part of the country that is very stressful. And um, so I have been so, so grateful for um, that promise that President Nelson gave us. And, and I guess there's one other little thing that I should mention that, that we have realized and um, speaking back to BJ's love of conference talks. Um, this isn't, I think it was a BYU devotional, but I love BYU devotionals too. Mm -hmm. um, it's a Jeffrey R. Holland devotional and it's cast not away, therefore your confidence. Basically he says, um, when you have received revelation, if it's right once, then it's still right. I think there are so many experiences in our lives. Like we're in LA now looking at real estate and I don't, if anyone on this call is from LA, I certainly do not want to. It's beautiful. It is lovely. But we are in sticker shock. And, um, and so I just have to remember when we go out 
and look at real estate and I just want to change my mind, that no. <laughs> we understand what the revelation is. We need to keep looking. We need to keep having faith that things will work out. Um, if it was right once, it's still right. So anyway, those are just a few thoughts. Debbie, thank you so much. Wow, we appreciate um, you following the spirit to share. It takes courage to share things that are on our mind, but that was so helpful. I want to second that, cast, cast not away, therefore thy confidence by Elder Holland. That's on my go-to list of get a jump start. You need a spark plug. I go and listen to that talk. Oh, I, I do. Yeah, I just I have a question for BJ and then a little comment. Um, on your heart notes, I really like that idea. Um, I just got a little distracted during that moment, and I just want to make sure that I, what you said, it's what it's the revelations that you received from what God has telling you to do for your family. Am I correct? Okay. I just thought. Yeah, Julie, that's just um, what I feel like. Okay. It's trying to say, yes. Yeah, All right. A little message from Heavenly Father. Here it is. Right. <laughs> and then I came in and you were telling some of them, and that's just kind of what I gleaned from it. So I just wanted to make sure, because I thought that's such a great idea, just to write that down and um, be proactive, just be able to be proactive. Sometimes he tells me things and then I forget to do them. So I like that you make a little heart note about it. Uh, and um, I just wanted to share a little bit about my experience in the last few weeks even. And it's been just really a life changer for me because I've been with Karen for so many years and I've known about writing the letters to God and it's, and I've come and gone with it. And I've tried just writing letters to my future children, um, grandchildren type thing. And I've come and gone with that. And then I went back to just writing letters to God again earlier this, or actually last year. And then I don't know what happened, but after about an, the umpteenth time of hearing Karen tell her personal revelation story and how to write her letters to, how she writes her letters to God with all her colors in her journal, and I thought, I'm going to try it one more time. <laughs> I'm going to try these colors, and, and let me back up. I'd ask Heavenly Father, just like one of you girls had mentioned, what is my, what, how do I receive my own personal revelation. I know Karen does that thing, and that looks so cool. And but I really like that step. And I thought that's that is another step. And I and, I, and he kind of revealed how he has taught me my revelation. And it was sometimes it's in the showers. That's where I'm most comfortable and relaxed. And I get so much inspiration there. Sometimes it's just at a moment during the day. But I was like, I don't write it down. I don't do the things. I love the writing down things. I'm not. I'm going to get back to that. And then. When I did it that first day again, it just came to me like a like a, a light turned on and it said, This is just practice. Somebody else mentioned that, that our inspiration is our the first step to revelation. I'm like, this is just practice. This is where I just get inspiration. And I've done it every day since then, and it's just been a game changer. And I'm and then I heard a talk from Sister Nelson and she said the same thing. Just practice for 30 days. So that's my light right now. It's just, it's just practice, and I love that. So that's all I wanted to share. Excellent. Uh, when you think of pressure and personal revelation, those two don't go together very well, right? Yeah. Good. So, yeah, to just think of it as I'm just practicing. I'm just making myself available. That's what I always think. I'm available. 
Um, I don't need to be have an ability. I just want to be available. Makes me think of one of my favorite quotes by Elder Neil A. Maxwell, and he says, God doesn't ask about our ability, only about our availability. And then as we prove our dependability, he increases our capability. I love that quote. It's helped me so much for years. Yes, Allison, thank you for commenting. Well, I just want to tell these ladies, thank you so much for sharing all that awesome wisdom with us. And I, um, I often go to conference talks as well. And I just have to tell you the most awesome thing that I found this week. Okay. So um, this is a talk by President Irene from 2007. And he talks about his letters to God. But he doesn't really say letters to God. But he says, um, it, the talk is called, Oh, Remember, Remember. And he says, I, I wrote down a few lines every day for years. Never missed a day, no matter how tired or how early I would have to start the next day. Before I would write, I would ponder this question. Have I seen the hand of God reaching out to touch us or our children or our family today? And that was so powerful to me because this is how this inspiration starts. This is how our personal revelation begins. And he goes on to say, as I would cast my mind over the day, I would see evidence of what God had done for one of us at that time and recognize um, that revelation in those busy moments of the day. So I just, I just love that and love the, the revelation that we can get from conference talk and also from the testimonies of, of, of what everyone shares. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that, Allison. Yeah. So there was one question I wanted to just ask just because Jen didn't really get to share much about like, here's a personal nature kind of thing. I just wanted her to share just categories. Some of the categories that she has, like this is, these are some things at my house that I have felt or that we've experienced that have come our way, just so you know. So you're are you kind of like what BJ, pornography, same-sex attraction, um, actually openly gay, adoption, infertility, anxiety. <laughs> I think that's probably a good list. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I love that Jen said, and it's something she's taught me, because she said it so many times that I know that she does this tool and she has a testimony of it, and it's helped me a lot. And I'll even have, I've had the thought come to my mind that says, you are forgetting what Jen told you to do. And so she hits her knees and at that moment of, ah, I don't know what to do about this. And she, all she wants to know is, is this going to work out? Is this going to work out? Is it going to be okay? That's all she wants to know. And that she always has a feeling of peace come to her mind, telling her that it's going to be okay. And she says that that has held her in places that are just like, okay, I'm going to survive. Because I already know it's going to work out. And I felt the Spirit testify to me, it's going to work out. A lot of times I think I get stuck in a place where I think, well, I need to seek for the answer that's going to make it work out. Or the answer that's going to help God work it out. Because I'm hearing what He's trying to tell me to do so I can, because I'm close to this situation, I can help it. And I just think, how much more useful is it to just know that it's going to work out? And how much courage that 
gives us. So I just wanted to highlight that, that that's been a great help to me that she, she asks, is this going to work out? Because it sure looks scary and I don't know what to do about it. What, how she said that other people's pain don't have to be an extension of us. She's come a long way in learning the separation between that's your stuff and this is my stuff. And I'm totally in charge of my stuff. And I can point out that that is your stuff. That's your stuff. And this is my stuff. And I'm here to love you and help you. But I'm not going to have that pain be an extension of me. Because I choose joy. I choose peace. It's been cool to watch. Karen, I have a great example to go along with that. Thank you, Susan. Yeah. Um, that question that she asked was, is it going to work out? I've found that by asking yes, no questions to God, there's always an answer. And one experience, which is just so simple, um, was I lost my husband's car keys. And I was really worried because they were the only keys that we had. And I just knelt down in prayer because I've always been able to get an answer. You know, I always find the keys. And so I kneel down, ask him, and I look everywhere, and I start thinking, I can't find him, and he's got to have him. And so I started asking yes-no questions. And, um, like, are the keys upstairs? Are the keys downstairs? Are, um, are, am I going to find the keys? And when I asked that, am I going to find the keys? The answer was no. And then my next question was, do I need to worry about the keys? And the answer was no. And so I just, okay, I'm going to have enough trust in my prayers because I kind of worked out this system with God that um, I would get these answers that I needed. And so I just told Daryl, I said, I don't know where the keys are, but I think they're going to be found. And, you know, cause the next question was, are the keys going to be found? And the answer was yes. Mm -hmm. So I just let it go. And it wasn't my problem anymore. And the next morning when my husband went to get dressed, he found him in his pocket, in his trousers, in the closet. And it was just like, I'm so grateful for that friendship with God that I can ask those questions. And it's the right questions that you have to ask where it's like, is this something I can deal with right now is this something I need to worry about right now is this something that um is my responsibility my stewardship or can I just hang on to the tree and just you know observe like you said we're, where we're just looking and we're just seeing what's happening at the moment and I'm just going to tell you this but in my patriarchal blessing it says that um the gift of the holy ghost is real and that you need to know this and that the Holy Ghost will speak to you and it will become a part of your personality. And I've always thought of that, you know, it's not just me that gets that in my personality. It's anybody can have the Holy Ghost as part of their personality. But you have, but what I've learned is that you have to really trust that this deal that you've made with God and how you communicate with him and how he communicates with you is real. And you, and if you're going to seek an answer, 
you better figure out how he's going to tell you because um, there's this trust that goes on. And you can't ever say, oh, no, that was just my voice. You have to really understand what his voice is like. And I've, I've kind of gone with that kind of impression. But overall, I think I'm getting it. And um, what you've taught me about staying by the tree has just like solidified it even more of where I need to be and where I need to stand. Susan, thank you so much. Wow, that was so helpful. Okay, Christine, we have like one minute, but I so, okay. I so want you to talk. Oh. Sorry, I'll talk fast. So the thought that just keeps coming to me is, I believe that you had to be perfect to get, you know, revelation, like doing all the right things. But, and maybe it's just that somebody needs to hear this. But my most poignant and powerful answers have come when I maybe wasn't always reading my scriptures every single day or studying the conference talks or saying my prayers as fervently as I should. And I think that's partly because maybe the adversary was on me even harder during the hard stuff. So I just want whoever needs to hear to know that even during the hard stuff, when you're down and maybe not doing everything, the Lord wants to speak to us. So if you just will listen, you'll still get answers. That's so excellent. Thank you, Christine. Okay, our time is up. That was so well spent. Wow, thank you so much, sisters. I really appreciate our panelists, Jen and BJ and Kathy. Thank you so much for the spirit that you brought, and thanks for you gals that have shared and for bringing so much of you here, everybody that didn't share, because this has given me such a burning testimony that Heavenly Father is so aware of us and care so deeply about where we're at and really has a great desire to be helpful and to assist us and to help us carry things and be calm and through the savior we can do that and the holy ghost is such a superpower that we've been given that is so useful i'm so grateful for this format so thankful that we can share and strengthen each other i know one of the reasons is heavenly father wants us to have an increased level of personal revelation because he knows the day in which you live is so stretching. And as a mother, a covenant-keeping woman, you're going to need extra strength and increased revelation. And that's exactly, in my opinion, what happens when women strengthen women. It's amazing to me how much faster revelation happens because of that. So next week, our first of eight weeks mom power class starts. You can go to mompowertraining.com to register for that. I encourage you to do that. Even if you've done it before, do it again because there's so much more to hear again and again. So thank you so much for being here. And again, if you bring a friend um, and you send a note saying that girl named this is my friend and we're taking the class, then you can have a one hour free coaching session with me. So thank you so much.